You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's September 18th, 2015. Today's episode, Andrew Young recalls the day the city of Atlanta won the 1996 Summer Olympics. The United States ambassador and former mayor of Atlanta speaks with Around the Rings editor Ed Hula about the 25th anniversary of the IOC vote in Tokyo that secured Atlanta the Games. Alongside former ACOG president Billy Payne, Young led the push for Atlanta to bid for the 1996 Olympics during his time as mayor. His successor, Maynard Jackson, also helped in the city's efforts to secure the Games. When asked whether he thought the IOC would choose Atlanta on September 18, 1990, Young says that he was overly confident Atlanta would win the Olympics that day. Timing just seemed to be right, he adds. It was something he thought Atlanta needed, and more than that, Young says he thought the Olympics needed Atlanta. What do you think of when you remember September 18, 1990, that, that day in Tokyo, one of the most, I'm sure, very exciting days of your life? Well, actually, I was pretty confident that we would win. I was overly confident that we would win. Uh, I had looked at the 85 votes, and I had identified 55 that I thought we could eventually get for Atlanta on the third ballot. Uh, we actually got 53, uh, but uh, two of the people we were counting on were sick or one of them died and were not able to come to Tokyo. So I was really overly confident. I, from the very beginning when Billy Payne came to, to see me about the Olympics, I thought that, uh, frankly, that because this was an idea that came from his experience with the church, uh, from his own health difficulties and the realization of his mortality. I think he had a heart attack, his first heart attack, when he was 34. And to me, that's the way God gets your attention. (laughs) So I I think God had gotten his attention. And that this this message about the Olympics uh, was something that was meant to be. And so I started out on faith um, once we realized that we could put on the Olympics without taxing the taxpayers and that we could create a nonprofit uh, private corporation that we formed actually in 1988 and we shut down in 1998. Uh, we paid for everything in the Olympics and had almost $100 million left over. I figured when they were willing to do go after the Olympics and not burden the taxpayers, that uh, we could make it a success. I had talked with uh, Tom Bradley and Peter Ubroff about Los Angeles, and I understood how they had done it. So I was extremely optimistic until that moment. At that moment, it suddenly dawned on me, what do we do if we don't win? And I think there's a picture of me kind of praying uh, with my hands over covering my face. And uh, somebody said, were you praying to win? And I said, no, I was praying to ask, what do we do if we don't win? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was almost sure we could win until that last moment. And I said, oh, Lord, we might not make it. What do we do? Do we keep on going or do we give up? 
And fortunately, we didn't have to face that decision. When we won, I was uh, very much uh, at ease and uh, realized that that was when the trouble began. Uh, winning didn't cost us but just a little over $6 million, which we raised from a little money all over the community. Peach Tree Road Race, the Atlanta Lawn Tennis Association, Alpha. People checked off uh, a $10 contribution uh, on the Georgia Power Bills. I mean, it was really a community effort. Uh, and the nine families that started it with Billy Payne uh, had done it from their own funds as their own contribution to the life uh, and future of the city. So everything seemed to be right about this. So it was something that that I thought Atlanta needed. I thought the Olympics needed Atlanta. I think the the world needs to celebrate the fact that it is possible for us to live together in peace. Um, you know, at least celebrate the possibility at least every four years. And you got into this very, very wholeheartedly. You are, you're accredited with doing a, a great deal to, uh, bring, bring Atlanta, the idea of Atlanta to members of the International Olympic Committee all over the world. Why did you get? Well, it was, it was all over the world, but it was also here. I mean, it was, we went to almost every, I'm, I'm sure we visited 70, 75 countries. Uh, Maynard, Jackson, uh, Billy Payne, uh, Charlie Battle, and myself. Uh, we, we made the rounds. We also had a consular corps here. Uh, at that time had 44, uh, members in the consular corps. And the consular corps, uh, reached out to their Olympic Committee members from their countries. Uh, we already, by 1988, had oh, three to 400 Japanese companies. Uh, we had the Dutch Institutional Holding Company. Uh, we had a number of German companies. And we had, uh, I think, Roberto Gazzuetta was president of Coca-Cola. And, and even though he didn't openly campaign for us, uh, the fact that he was the president of Atlanta's home largest corporation, uh, the company that everybody knew to be Atlanta was Coca-Cola and that the CEO was Hispanic. Uh, there were half a dozen delegates from countries of Indian descent uh, in Asia. Uh, and R.K. Siegel was the chairman of law engineering. And uh, so he was instrumental in bringing the Indian delegation. Uh, we had a small Polish community, but it was really one of the most aggressive because they not only invited the Polish delegation to come, but they said, when you come back, get your athletes to bring your families and they can stay with us. Uh, I mean, it really was a total community effort. And it's a style of campaigning that's no longer allowed by the IOC. For example, 
visits can't you can't go visit IOC members in their home countries. Contact with the consular corps is no longer allowed, so you're not able to engage in that same in that very personal style of campaigning that you think helped helped win the day for Atlanta anymore. Well, yes, and so as the IOC has decided to become more and more an elite group with a small group of people. Uh, it, the IOC was in the process of becoming a global democratic institution. Uh, and it has since uh, reverted uh, to a much smaller group of decision makers. I think that's the reason why they're having trouble uh, getting cities. And um, that's unfortunate. Fortunately, we we got in at just the right time. And was it worth it all for Atlanta? Do you see benefits today from Atlanta winning that vote 25 years ago? <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, we were less than 2 million people uh, at that time. And we're six and a half million people here. On the day we won the Olympics, the first, the day it was announced, UPS decided to move their headquarters here. Um, I think it was ING, which is now Voya, uh, moved here. Um, and, um, they broke ground on what the hotel that is now the Four Seasons. So on the very day of the announcement, um, we got several billion dollars of new investment uh, coming into the city, and it's continued ever since. The development of the idea to develop Centennial Park, uh, that was Billy Payne's idea, uh, and um, the response of the business community uh, to creating Centennial Park has revitalized downtown. Uh, Georgia State did not have any dormitories. The Olympic Committee bought them the first 3,000 dormitories. Now there are 55,000 students in Georgia State, uh, and there must be 15 to 20,000 apartments for students in downtown Atlanta. I don't know that this was just the Olympics, but... Um, since the Olympics, we've added a new international concourse. We had we completed the concourse E for the Olympics. We've now added F to double the number of international flights. Well, international flights mean international money is coming in. We now have almost 2,000, somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 German companies in metropolitan Atlanta. Uh, and I think that's directly attributable to the Olympics. Finally, what would you say about the contribution that Billy Payne made to this cause? Well, Billy Payne really risked his life for this cause. I said that the idea came to him after a heart attack and his involvement in his church. And I think he was looking for a greater meaning in life. And he understood that the only way he could, and I mean, he'd been so successful as an 
University of Georgia football player and a, a lawyer. Uh, materially, he, he, he had conquered the world in many ways. I think his involvement in Dunwoody Presbyterian Church opened a new spiritual door to him that um, opened him up to the idea of the Olympics. Because for the Olympics, we were doing something for the world, something for somebody else, and not something for ourselves. Uh, most of us worked as volunteers in the Olympics. Uh, the nine families that uh, started the project uh, paid their own way and used their own funds. You know, and... Um, it was a spiritual blessing, sort of to cap off the tradition of Atlanta as a city too busy to age, and it was the emergence of Atlanta as a truly international, international economic center of the global economy. That was Around the Rings editor Ed Hula speaking with U.S. Ambassador and former mayor of Atlanta Andrew Young about the 25th anniversary of the day Atlanta won the 1996 Olympics. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.